You're listening to The Omni Show. Get to know the people and stories behind the Omni Group's award-winning productivity apps for Mac and iOS. Hey, Aaron, get in here and play your jingle. I'm your host, Brent Simmons. In the studio with me today is Ainsley Burke Olson, OmniPlan PM at the Omni Group. Say hello, Ainsley. Hello, Ainsley. Thank you. Now, you are the OmniPlan PM, and I'm fairly sure, because I don't know the answer, that PM stands for Prime Minister. I mean, it could. I am Canadian. You are Canadian. Oh, well, then certainly it stands for Prime Minister. <laughs> no, in, in this case, it stands for Product Manager. Product Manager. So what's a product manager at, at Omni? Uh, so at Omni, which might be very different from the way other companies work, um, our product managers are responsible for sort of the entire application. So as the OmniPlan PM, I'm responsible for OmniPlan for Mac and OmniPlan for iOS, um, more or less determining what work we do on the application, what bugs get priority, um, but also things like what needs to be documented within the app um, and helping support that with questions about OmniPlan. Uh, do you have a lot of, uh, of say into what goes to a given release? And um, Kind of depends on what else is going on. Going mm-hmm. on. Um, following like WWDC, uh, we sort of have our marching orders from Apple and Ken usually. But on the smaller scale That's of, true. Apple tells us what to do then. Yeah. Uh, but I also have a lot of say in prioritizing crash fixes and bug fixes for a particular release mm. um, and whether something might need to go out sooner than we originally planned. Okay. Um, that sort of thing. Oh, that's pretty cool. So so what is OmniPlan? It has something to do with project management. Right. So OmniPlan is a project management application, which means I am the product manager of a project management app. Cool. Which is a little meta. <laughs> um, and OmniPlan, unlike some of our other applications, has a pretty specific use case. So OmniGraphle might be used for diagramming or wireframing or laying out a floor plan, whereas OmniPlan is used almost entirely by project managers. Um, to help them schedule and budget their projects. Is there a specific uh, methodology or school of thought or anything that that it adheres to? OmniFocus, for instance, was very GTD-focused, at least originally. Uh, So OmniPlan started over 11 years ago with just a Gantt chart, which is typically used, I think, in more work or um, waterfall-style project management. Um, In OmniPlan 3, we also introduced a network diagram, um, as well as you can see your task outline. Um, so it's fairly traditional project management that, like, a construction company um, might use for planning a project. Oh, so it's certainly not just for software development. It's for any kind of yeah. We see all sorts kind of, of um, stuff. Yep, yeah, all sorts of different types of use cases. It's pretty amazing when uh, occasionally a customer will email with a sample file because they have a question about their scheduling or why OmniPlan is um, leveling a project schedule in a certain way. Um, to see it used for all sorts of things, projects big and small. Um, it's pretty what cool. does leveling mean? I, I don't. It's one of the apps I haven't worked on, so I don't know that much about it. So in OmniPlan, in an ideal scenario, you put a bunch of tasks in a project. You also put in the people that you have available, your resources, okay. um, and any hard date constraints like we can't start this phase until quarter two or we can't start this task until this other task is finished. So you put all of that in your project. So you have dependencies. Right. Dependencies, you're assigning resources. 
Maybe you have a team of developers and any one developer could do a particular task, whoever's available first. Mm -hmm. So you put all that in and you say, level this project. Okay. And OmniPlan gives you sort of that ideal world. Everything goes according to plan. Mm -hmm. This is how quickly you can get your project done. Oh, okay. Um, Which is a little bit like magic sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, And folks will contact us about why OmniPlan has chosen to schedule a particular task for a particular day. Uh Um, Because you can get pretty... Complex with your scheduling uh, sure. uh, needs. Now, um, I remember it was probably a couple years back at a company meeting. There was a movie that our intrepid producer had made that featured a Las Vegas theme, and that had something to do with Omniplan. What was that? <laughs> that is a trick question. No, it's a. Uh, it featured Aaron Omniplan's uh, former PM, uh, and it was about Monte Carlo simulations. Which now is, that just sounds fun. <laughs> the video certainly is fun. Uh, it's a way of determining. Basically, OmniPlan runs a bunch of simulations based on the information you put put in, and says we have a fifty percent confidence that this milestone will be hit by this date. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can say you're more or less confident in that sort of thing. So that's one of our pro features. That's fairly new. Oh wow, that's pretty cool though. Here's how things might go terribly wrong yeah. for you. Maybe exactly right. Well, it's good to know, right? Is OmniPlan one of a kind, or is are, is there a lot of competitors? Are there similar apps? That's a great question. I think there's a whole range of project management applications out there. The one that we're compared to most often is Microsoft Project, hmm. um, and we do import and export Microsoft Project files. Um, sure. And OmniPlan can be used for really similar things, um, but it's also its own app. So Microsoft Project can be incredibly, incredibly complex, mm-hmm. and we've tried to make OmniPlan a bit more approachable. I bet you it's way nicer. I've never looked at a Microsoft th- project. But I certainly think so. Yeah. I'd buy a Mac, just use OmniPlan. We often have folks who've just bought a Mac and really don't want to install Windows on it. Yeah, right. No uh, that are yeah. looking at us for um, as a potential alternative. Mm-hmm. Cool. So how did you get into product management? Uh, so I started at Omni a little over five years in customer support. Mm-hmm. Um, and then about two and, two and a half years ago, Omni was looking at switching to full-time product managers. So for a long time, we had PMs who were, say, part-time in support, part-time managing OmniFocus, or part-time in test, part-time managing OmniPlan. What surprised me at the time, because I remember that change, I thought everybody was a full-time PM. Yeah, I think it was, um, I mean, I didn't do it, but I think it could be tricky to juggle both sets because Uh, as a PM, uh, things can jump out at you. Mm -hmm. It's hard to predict exactly what your day is going to look like. Picturing the things, like, Little monsters hiding behind yeah. the doors, jumping out at little bugs you during the day. <laughs> uh, yeah, so when that position opened up, I applied, and here we are. Yeah, cool. Did you um, did you need any training, or did you have any experience with this before? Uh, looking back, I'm surprised at how little I knew <laughs> for the first part of the. I mean, when I first took off in the role, um, I did take a nine month project management application through UW's continuing education program. Um, which was interesting because it was a project management uh, training course, so a lot of the folks who were going through it might be OmniPlan users, oh, uh, yeah. which was cool. a pretty... So I both learned techniques for managing a team and prioritizing and that sort of thing, um, as well as I think got a pretty interesting insight to who our users might be. Uh-huh. Wow, that's just perfect. Yeah. It worked that's out pretty awesome. well. Yeah. So we get a lot of feedback from from plan users outside of that that class. I think you mentioned earlier we get anonymized files and yeah, we things get, like that. We get all kinds of things. So we'll have someone send in 
a fairly complex project and say, hey, why is it doing this? Mm -hmm. um, which is really cool to see that they're halfway through a project and they're using OmniPlan to get them there. Um, or we'll get feedback from customers who are just starting to use the application. And some of them are tried and true project managers who are looking for a new piece of software to use. Uh, and some folks have no experience with project management. And they've heard OmniPlan is the tool to use. Right. So they're both trying to learn how to be a project manager mm -hmm. uh, and how to use the software at the same time. And our support team has really great conversations with them about how to do that. So we, we've solved at least a little bit. It's an ongoing process, right? So for something like OmniFocus, everybody in the company probably uses it because it's super general interest. But OmniPlan is way more of a niche Exactly. Product. So, yeah, that, that makes it interesting. So we have to talk to people outside a ton. And, and yeah. I do feel like when I give demos at the company meeting, which I really like doing, mm -hmm. OmniPlan's features are maybe a little more of a surprise <laughs> right. than some of our other apps. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to the That's folks fair. who don't use it daily here. That's cool, though. How, how long has Plan been around? Uh, I looked right before this. I believe it's been around for a little over 11 years. We launched OmniPlan oh, okay. 1 in 20, 2006. Mm, okay. Um, now we're on the version 3 of both the Mac and the iOS app. Hmm, okay. So you're also the prime minister of our internal tools, exactly. which I think is cool. We have a bunch of internal tools from Omni, well, and some external tools still, Omnipresence, Omni Disk Sweeper, but you also do Bug Zapper, Crash Sorter, Omni Warble. What's Omni Warble? Uh, we have a internal tool for answering tweets that our support team uses for making sure they're not trampling on each other's replies and keeping track of how many times we've tweeted back at a particular customer and maybe we should encourage them to email. Mm -hmm. You know, we've got more characters now, but Twitter's still a hard platform to provide support on. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, those are basically the apps that aren't our four big shipping apps. Mm -hmm. So Omnipresence is our sync mechanism. It's customer-facing. Um, That's our document sync mechanism, right? right? Um, like it's for a Outliner and planning it's a, graffle. Yep. It's a free application um, that you can sync with the OmniSync server or with your own custom web dev server. Um, and anybody can use it regardless of whether or not they're using one of our applications. Oh, okay. Um, and then Omni Disk Sweeper is our other uh, free app that we're still distributing externally. What does it do? Uh, Omni Disk Sweeper is a tool for helping you, I believe our tagline is delete with an iron fist, <laughs> uh, for finding and deleting files um, on your Max hard drive. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just like caches or things that have been uninstalled? Or yeah, it's, uh, it's I mean, it'll find everything. Mm -hmm. It won't tell you what's safe to delete. Oh. It'll let you delete it all. <laughs> uh, as our support team will let you know. <laughs> and that's an app yeah. that Omni's made for a long time, and I believe we used to charge for. Okay. So Omni Bug Zapper, I think we all kind of live in there, it seems like. That's our bug tracking tool. Right, so that's our internal bug tracking tool. Um, it's... We go through a release cycle much like we do with our external apps. It's slower as we don't have as many folks with as much time to work on it. Um, but we do try to test it before we set it out for the entire company to use, mm -hmm. um, which works for the most part. Uh-huh. Except? Uh, <laughs> I think it was uh, maybe a year or so ago, someone wondered what happens if you put an emoji in a bug title. So we tried. <laughs> and it turns out putting an emoji in an Omnibug Zapper bug title will crash the application for every user currently using it. Um, Did it crash the database server? I or? think so. I believe yeah. Ken had to get in there and make maybe a database change. I'm not, uh -huh. I'm not sure where exactly the change came okay. in. But it did need to be fixed pretty swiftly. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and that's not the kind of bug that we would hope to ship in one of our shipping apps. Certainly not. Hey. Uh, we probably would have caught Especially that. Especially not an emoji-related no. bug. People love emoji. Uh, so we probably would have caught that before it made uh, production in yeah, one of our other yeah. applications. And there's support load and Omni Auto Build. Omni Auto Build is the one that tells us which builds are currently not working. Exactly. So that's always like, I don't like using that app because it's bad news. Yeah, <laughs> and it's an app that only a specific department uses, much like our support load tool is a tool that only our support team members use. So mm-hmm. they're uh, pretty niche apps, I'd say, yeah, for sure. uh, using inside the company. Mm-hmm. So you're from Nova Scotia, or as I, I like yeah. to call it, New Scotland. Exactly. Because Nova Scotia is a Latin name, which makes no sense. They didn't, they didn't ask my opinion on it, so... <laughs> You would have said New Scotland, right? Exactly. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was born in Nova Scotia, and then my parents moved to the States when I was three. Um, and then I grew up in eastern Washington, mm. and then went to University of Washington and never left Seattle. Cool. Now, uh, were you lucky enough to use Macs growing up? I was. Oh, okay. um, so our first computer was a Mac. I think my second computer was a Bondi Blue iMac. Oh, cool. That I remember very distinctly, and my dad still has in the garage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually used OmniGraffle well before I came to Omni. Nice. Um, it must have been installed. We used to ship OmniGraffle with, I think it was a standard edition of OmniGraffle with some Mac hardware. Mm-hmm. And I needed to make a, I think it was some sort of like family tree diagram for my ninth grade biology class. Wow. And everybody else had these hand-drawn diagrams with wonky lines that were, um, you know, arms width in size. Uh-huh. Uh, and I used OmniGraffle to create this nice, tidy diagram to turn in. And you got an A+. Plus. I can assume as much. Yeah. Yeah, I, I so. did not become a biologist, though. No. So you went to UW. What did you major in? Uh, I have a poli-sci degree cool. with a minor in math. Mm-hmm. All right. um, so very applicable to my daily work. Yeah, sure. That's an interesting combination. I don't think that comes up all that often. Yeah, I don't think too many folks are writing political science essays and proving algebra theories at the same yeah, time. Yeah, right. They ought to be, though. Uh-huh. But that's a whole other topic. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. And you went to uh, went to work after school, during school? Yeah, I needed my junior year of college. I needed a job. Mm-hmm. And my dad, I think it was my dad, said, well, you know Apple computers pretty well. And there's an Apple store mm-hmm. in University Village right by the UW. Why don't you apply? So I did. And I spent two years there as a sales specialist working part-time while I was in school. And then when I graduated, I didn't necessarily have a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Apple store offered me a full-time role as a family room specialist, which uh, is basically a technician that does iPhone and iPad tech support appointments um, and provides like workshop training and one-to-one training for their one-to-one program members. So teaching folks to use pages and Hmm, numbers and that sort of thing. How to do their family trees in OmniGraffle. Exactly. Right. No, we actually only trained on Apple software. Mm -hmm. So OmniGraffle would have been well outside what I was permitted to teach at the Apple store. (sighs) Apple. All right. (laughs) You're not the only person to come from Apple retail to Omni. No, there's, Omni. I would say, a good chunk of us that came from Apple retail at some point. Mm. Um, some folks much longer ago than I did. Um, but when I decided I was done with Apple retail, I was ready to move to a 9-to-5 sort of job. Uh, my friend Steve had just gotten a job at the Omni Group, mm-hmm. um, as well as someone named Rachel who used to work at the Apple store with me, and then a gal named Robin who, years before, had also worked at the Apple store. All three of them were working at Omni as well as my mom's husband's friend. <laughs> so I had all these all connections right. at Omni. So when a support role opened up, I applied. Mm-hmm. About probably halfway through the process, I learned that my friend Aaron Sheroff, who does our music for the podcast, had also applied. Oh, no. Face uh, off. 
And we were not aware that there was more than one role available. So here we are thinking we were both competing mm-hmm. as Apple retail employees looking to work at the Omni Group. Um, and it was a pretty great day when we learned we had both been offered the roles here. So him and I started about a week apart uh, and oh, celebrate our Omniversaries cool. together. Yeah, right on. Now you're on a podcast and he makes the music for it. Exactly. That's pretty cool. I asked Aaron if he would be next, actually. And he said no because he's got, the pneumo- got pneumonia yeah, or his something. Voice, his voice isn't, all, oh, isn't quite in podcast form at the moment. Poor guy. Things have been going around. It's it's been a tough yeah, season. It's a gnarly flu bug. Yeah. So I heard heard a rumor that you not only got married, but you used OmniFocus to plan your wedding. Yeah, I used a. What a I, good employee you are. <laughs> I use I say I use our apps all the time. So OmniFocus, yeah. especially, um, it's interesting when you're in the support department, you find yourself testing things in OmniFocus all the time. So it could be tough to use OmniFocus as your day-to-day task manager when you also have a task that says, repeat, repeat three times, do next Friday, uh-huh, right. because you've been testing something for a customer while you're, while you're on the phone. So when I moved from being full-time support to being a product manager, I switched fully to using OmniFocus as a task manager. So cool. I had projects upon projects for wedding planning. Mm-hmm. I used OmniGraffle for... Uh, Seat, seat diagrams? And return labels and all sorts of things. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, right. But I did give my um, day of wedding coordinator a nice little omnigraphal diagram with exactly <laughs> where the tables needed to be uh-huh. um, when it was time to set up. Cool. And the family trees of all attendees, I would hope. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right, because no. that information is critical. We actually, both my grandfather and my husband's grandfather, have pretty extensive family trees. Oh, yeah? I think we recently found out that my husband is a sixth descendant of a king of Norway or something. Wow, that's pretty cool. We were told to brag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're a prime minister and related to a an eventual king. Or something I like assume. that. The rules of ascension declare that he will be king. I plan, to, I plan to take full advantage. And you live in Ballard, which uh, is the Norwegian exactly. section of Seattle. Uh, my, uh, I've often joked, my wife's ma- maiden name is Ericsson, and that's how I get in, because Simmons is not a Norwegian name. Oh. So, Yes, we were told to use our Norwegian heritage as clout if we needed to. Yeah, yeah that's In the cool. neighborhood. Although I think Ballard is a little less Norwegian than it used to be. Possibly true. I do enjoy the parade every summer, though, every spring. Ah, September, May. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was the first year I lived there. I tried to go home after my ship at Apple, mm-hmm. and there was a parade between me and the apartment. <laughs> so I sat down to watch it instead. Yeah. Uh. So when you're not getting married or being at work, you, you knit. You're I do knit. Knitters. Do we have a group of knitters? We have quite a collection of knitters here at Omni. Um, all sorts of skill ranges uh, from the advanced to folks who are just picking it up. Um, sometimes we bring our knitting in at lunch. I mm-hmm. don't do it quite as often because I'm not great at grabbing it to bring it here with me. Uh, um, yeah. But it's great. There's When I first started here, I was doing something wrong in my knitting and I couldn't quite figure out what. Okay. And I brought it in and somebody showed me I was twisting my stitches funny. <laughs> uh, and I was set to go. Nice. So it's a really great sort of small community that we have here. Yeah. Yeah. How how big is that small community, though? It does seem sometimes like half the company is knitting now. I do think a lot of people have picked it up. I'm not really sure. There's. It seems to be contagious. Yeah. There's probably at least a dozen folks who are knitting on a regular basis. A dozen knitters out of 60-ish people. That's that's a lot of knitting. Mm -hmm. We've certainly had people learn to knit Mm -hmm. from from the experienced knitters here, and it's really cool to see what everybody else is working on. That's awesome. So you live in Ballard, but you live in the 
what we're now calling the Brewery District I, of I, Ballard. I right? saw that online the other day that somebody uh-huh. was calling that area the Brewery District. Uh-huh. It's the um, it's an industrial part of Seattle where a lot of local brewers have found they can, I believe, get pretty affordable brewery space. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we have close to a dozen breweries within a mile or two from our apartment, which is, as far as I'm concerned, a pretty ideal place to live. Right. Your biggest problem now is choice. Like, exactly. Which one do we go to? Uh, we went to Stoop yesterday. Let's go to whatever. Yeah, what what order should we do our little brewery crawl rotation? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So you have a, a you'll hit three or something oh, in a night sometimes. D- depends on how we, uh, for a while there, especially in the summer, we'll go for a little walkabout on a Saturday afternoon mm-hmm. um, and stop by a couple, yeah. um, especially on a nice day where they have outdoor space and oh, delicious yeah. local beers. Hard and, to complain. The food, the food trucks come up. And yep, delicious food trucks. Yeah. Uh, it's a pretty uh, ideal neighborhood, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. That's oh, pretty cool. You a dog person? Everyone here is a dog person, it seems like. Uh, I actually would say I'm much more of a dog person now than I was when I started at Omni. Mm-hmm. I've gotten to really love them. Yeah. But I'm, I've always sort of been a cat person. Yay. I'm a cat person. <laughs> we have two cats, Linus and Lucy. I like to say we got them both for free. Mm-hmm. They were cats that didn't work out for someone else. Yeah. One's quite fluffy. But they liked you better. They, I mean, they seem to like our apartment quite a bit. And actually for our wedding, uh, Derek, who's the PM for Omni Outliner, painted us two really great cat portraits hmm. of Linus and Lucy as their peanut characters. Cool. Um, but they were <laughs> pretty accurate photos of our cats. Uh-huh. Um, out of apartment, I absolutely love them. Cool. Can, can I have pictures for the show notes? I think we can arrange that. All right, people. There will be pictures in the show notes. And I believe Linus once made it into an OmniGraffle uh, feature video. Oh, sweet. Mark well, was that's look- the big time. Yeah, I think Mark was looking for some sample photography, and hmm. I always have a cat photo ready to go. <laughs> well, thanks, Ainsley Burke Olson. Yep. You, you pronounce it Burke Olson as if there's a hyphen, but there's no hyphen. Yep. Just just so the world knows that. Yeah, they'll let you do it. Ainsley Burke Olson. Yep, if you don't want to get rid of a maiden name, mm-hmm. and you really enjoy spelling it out, it has a Q, <laughs> uh, you can keep it mm-hmm. and add an extra last name. That's great. The lady might look at you funny, but you sure can do it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so how can people find you on the web? I am on Twitter and Instagram as at Anslaw, which is A-I-N-S-L-A-W. Where's the law come from? Uh, or the R? Anslaw. <laughs> it's kind of a silly story. So right. I, years and years ago, was a day camp counselor. And there was a little kid who half the time would say Anslaw hmm. instead of Ainsley. So I told the story to a college friend right around the time that I set up a Twitter profile for the first time, and he started calling me Anslaw. <laughs> so that became my Twitter handle. All right. And I didn't realize I was going to keep that for the rest of forever, probably. Yeah, yeah. It seems likely now. So yeah. you can find me on many social networks with this uh, fairly random username. Well, I'd also like to thank our intrepid producer, Mark Bosco. Say hello, Mark. Hello, Mark. And especially... I want to thank you for listening. Thank you. Music. Music.